Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds at Denver Comic-Con 2015. We hope you enjoy the following interview. Maddie, are we going? Are we hot? We are hot. Ooh. Well, you're hot. I'm not. You're hot. If You remember that website, Hot or Not? Is that the one that Zuckerberg made up first? Maybe. I don't know who made it, but someone showed it to me. It's like they just put like the photo and use 1 to 10 rate. Does this person look hot or not? You say hot or not. I would like to know what the world would think about my hotness. You should upload yourself to it. I will. I'll See, write this down. If it's even still around. Hot or not. I think that's just Facebook. I think that's Tinder now. Because now, now it's got yeah. like a reward system based on it. Yeah. <laughs> I never use Tinder, so I'll assume. No, you just pick them up straight at the bars? I don't pick up anything. Right Maddie, away? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Let me wingman you at this I, Comic-Con, dude. I spend my weekends at cons. There was speed <laughs> dating downstairs. You couldn't find the perfect podcast girlfriend. That's so awkward. And plus, it's 30 bucks. So I don't it's know. It's 30 bucks? Yeah. To like talk to a stinky lady? Well, a bunch of them. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you go through, you don't just do one. You get to sit through like a whole round table of. Oh, shit. Uh, for what I know, I don't know. I've never done it, but. It's pretty fun? I, I assume it's not. Like, I, like, rejection in any form is not fun, right? I think it's good for you to be rejected. Yeah? I think there's, a, there's like a, a good thing in taking rejection. I like criticism. I don't know full-on rejection. No, because then you have to... That rejection means, like, you got to come to the terms with, okay, maybe I can't get everything. Then that's a good thing. Because if I could get everything, I'd be a horrible person. True. And then, like, that's kind of like a reality. Like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I, <laughs> I don't get everything. <laughs> that, yeah, I, I never have that problem. I, I, I know... I'm firmly aware that I cannot have everything, so... What if I don't want to do this podcast anymore? Is that a good rejection? What if I go, fuck this? Put I'm my stuff down. I'm start to cry. Okay, I won't. I won't. That was a joke. <laughs> no, I'm fine. So I did so, yeah. uncover some stuff at this Comic Con. Day three, the day final three. day. Matt, Maddie's report. What'd you find out? Okay, there's there's some stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, the steampunk people. Okay. Talk about it. They are sponsored by the oil company. They're big oil. They're big gas. Like so the steampunk people got us into Iraq. No way. Because they love that diesel stuff. They like that steam. That's totally against... Isn't steam carbon, though? I don't know what steam is, really. <laughs> I n- no, steampunk. That's well, still gas, right? Is that de- What's the difference? I don't know, but they're sponsored by the oil well, companies. Well, steam's based on the railroads, where they would throw coal into an engine and create carbon dioxide, right? And then, yeah, move it along. Neither of us are scientists. No. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> All right, go, not. All right, let's pretend it, uh, steampunk is oil and gas. Continue. But the oil and gas is also steam. They got everything. They're just trying to push out solar power right so by buying a ticket to comic-con it's kind of like slapping elon musk in the face indeed 
That's what I. That's I don't what think I he cares here. though. Like, he's so rich that like our piddly Comic Con ticket money probably doesn't, like doesn't even register on his. Like on his level. D- yeah. That's true. He's like, I don't need that. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a new energy source right now. I'm done with solar. That's what he's saying. God damn it, Elon Musk. He's such a good guy, though. <laughs> Is he? I think so. I heard he's, he's one of those, like, he's so focused and, like, professional and, like, driven and motivated about what he does that he doesn't care about people's feelings too much in the moment. Um, but I'm sure he's, like, pleasant when he's, like, promoting himself. But, like, what I read, this is what, I've never met him, so who knows. But what I read was, like, he can be, like, you know, if, if he wants to get something done and you can't do it, he'll just push you off the side and oh, you're done. Man. That's too bad. I like that kind of mentality, though. That's look at he might. I think all the richest people in the world are that way. Don't yeah. care about anyone else. Think <laughs> they uh, they have a little tolerance for yeah. Just uh, their just the only person they love is their accountant because it helps <laughs> them get those monies overseas. Yeah. So you like that mentality? So like, as a filmmaker, like if someone can't like shoot something, if you're in my like way, that, fuck you. That's you my kind of that's kind of my thing One as a done. filmmaker. Yeah. R2T2 wants a, an interview. <laughs> Hey, R2. Can we interview R2? R2, what do you got to say? Hey, R2, how's it going today? Is this hot? <laughs> I think this is the droid we're looking for. This is the droid we've been looking for. What's that? I wish that we had one of those. We unpacked it and we built this stuff with it. Yep, yeah, we'd put a sticker on him and like wrote, uh, direct him around the economy. That'd be great sponsorship he needs to take up ad space that would be pretty good yeah how much for ad space how much how much does it put us rt doesn't do sponsorships <laughs> he doesn't that's fair yeah r2 is a man of the people he is he's, he's not a profiteer i like him. he's a hero thank you r2 hey r2 i think he likes me he does he really wants to talk to you, but he can't fit in the booth. No. Sorry, R2. Not this interview. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wow. They're switching out the projector module. They're ripping R2 apart. It's the key to his heart. So anyway, keep talking about this um, the scoop you found. You kind of already... Oh, put the kibosh on it. Oh, God, that's, see, that's, I that's why I don't do interviews. I, I didn't understand. I ruined everything. I'm like negative Nancy over here. No, I just didn't understand steam power, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what steampunk is, so I was going to try to... Let's uh, let's invent solar punk. Dude, everything everything in solar punk would be great. And right? we had to wear leaves on us. Like, it's opposite of steampunk, because they just kill cows and ruin the environment for their leather and their... And they, and their feathers in their hat. They're like shooting right. down eagles. It's so extravagant. Like solar, solar power. power. You live off the earth. I'm gonna, yeah, dude. Solar warriors. That's the new one. Solar warriors. Solar warriors. I want to see Mad Max solar. <laughs> <laughs> like the Tesla Max. Actually, that'd be so badass because like they live in a desert, so there's tons of sun. Oh, it's a smart move. Like the person that did that was like, okay, I don't need this gas. Like, leave me alone. They just keep driving and driving. Yeah, he doesn't. Get, he doesn't get in any fights. Like, no one's after his gas. Like. The sun. No one can go touch the sun. So he's like, no one wants to start shit with him. Just the umbrella people. If they have like, someone has <laughs> one big tarp, they can really fuck his day up. There's like a clan of like creatures that live in darkness, and he brings solar everywhere. So like, they get frustrated that they can't live in darkness. Like, God damn it! We got to get down to the subway. <laughs> do you guys have um, some movies you're excited for to do this year? Um, 
you know, I wasn't until I saw that Star Wars trailer, and now I'm excited about Star Wars again. You can have like a special real nerd Star Wars edition. I think so. Um, we used to like dress up when we go out to the movies, but like Tomorrowland uh, yesterday was like the first time the three of us have seen a movie together in the theater with our uniforms on in, a in long about time. a year. Wow. Yeah. So um, ever since me, Spencer and Zeesman shook the game up. That's right. We threw you guys <laughs> off a little bit. It took a while to recover. You're like we can't compete with that trio. That was like, too much. We just give up. <laughs> we're the we're the unreal we're the fake nerds. The unreal nerds. <laughs> yeah, unreal nerds. Um, but yeah, Mad Max. Like that's the movie that I saw so far. Like, it's like the best movie of the year for me. Like nothing else can touch it. I have people calling me telling me to go see it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Oh, I mean, well, I got those free tickets to movies that you have to like wait a week for like them to be qualified. Right. So I've been waiting. I think now, as of like this week, I can finally see Mad Max for free. It's totally worth your money, though. I know, but like I'm it. a full time filmmaker, so I have no money. Okay, valid. Yeah. Uh, like no money to spare, just enough to buy soup. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. I understand that. Yeah. Just my soup diet. I used to buy so many, like, at these cons, I would buy posters and t-shirts, like, mad, like, as a kid, uh, and, like, just out of uh, high school, but now that I'm a filmmaker, I'm like, well, 20 bucks could have gone towards some equipment. Yeah, I don't want to, like, I can buy a card with that, (laughs) back it up. I did buy one thing here. You did? I'll show you right now. Yeah? I got a glitter tat. Oh, shit. That's the Playboy Bunny right there. The pink Playboy Bunny right in the middle of my chest. Where'd you get that from? Is there what there's, booth? A, there's a glitter tap booth over there. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I, they look like window decals, but... <laughs> they kind of are. <laughs> and then my friend got one in a uh, on his on his back, like in a tramp stamp. He got a Pokeball in his tramp stamp. And the guy was like real creepy, like uh, in the summer when girls have the big indent in their back. Like, what do you like? Think your favorite thing, man? He had like a fetish for the back indent. Because this kid kind of had some a little back indent, but not as deep in crevice as the summer girls, apparently. He's, like, waiting to the bus stop, and, like, some girls kind of bends over. He's like, come on, it's a little lower. He's like, still see people sit down. There's <laughs> the indent. Yeah. Where's a place that he can see a lot of people sit down? Because there's a lot of walking at these things. He doesn't uh, get it as much. What event? What he's, event? Or maybe, like, a rockathon. Like, he sponsors <laughs> glitter tats at rockathons where they sit in rocking chairs all day. A lot of people sit at, like, Coors Field, I guess. Ooh, yeah, ballparks is where glitter tats are, yeah. <laughs> are hot. Um, yeah, music venues, I guess. Red Rocks probably be really good because oh, there's no yeah. backs to the seats. And it's obviously very hot there because there's oh, yeah. a lot of people. And then you got that back. I like it. That's a nice back end dent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start taking pictures of the back end dents and sending them to you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You're going to have like, an invoice full. <laughs> I like to prank it, like send people horrible things and messages yeah just to see just i know if i know you're going to be somewhere important i would like to do that just to throw you off your game a little bit let All you right. know i mean n- nothing really shocks me like i we were talking about horrible things yesterday um and i used to run a website dedicated to writing the worst stuff ever um that's so. quite a that's quite a claim to have so send me send me your give me your best shot <laughs> i will god damn what is the worst stuff ever i was thinking stinky and back indent just like eating some eating some of my hot soup out of that. Pour that in there. <laughs> Great. Nice to have this image of like just a pile of noodles on some girl's back and dent. Ooh, yummy. <laughs> ramen noodles? Are yeah. you picturing ramen noodles? Ramen noodles. Because that's how poor you think I am? No, I buy the I buy chunky Campbell's. Think of that in her back and dent. What is it, the angel hair? You get angel hair? Noodles? I get angel hair pasta. <laughs> yeah. I make the nice stuff. I'll put it, make it al dente. There was some movie where like I guess there are like the the sushi models who like lay down and like people eat sushi off their Ooh. naked bodies. 
So it's not too far fetched to like turn her over and throw some <laughs> some soup in her back. back. <laughs> After she, like, she, we do the that's how we eat is the first we eat off her back and dent. We have some egg drop soup <laughs> out of her her back and dent. Flip her over, throw the sushi on. Okay. That's very degrading. Sorry, oh sorry, fictional lady. Yeah, we're not misogynists. I swear. No, I. Well, mm. what is misogyny these days? There's so, all the lines have been blurred. So I feel like uh, like I'm, I'm the nice guy. So I feel like I almost can't do anything. Like no. remotely, like girls want you to show confidence and like, um, you know, like make a move or like and be kind of like in charge. They like to, they like someone yeah. who's in charge and like make them uh, like say something off color a little bit. Like they like that, but at the same time, like I've been trained like to not do that, and that's like you don't go up and like, hey girl, let's fuck. <laughs> Never. I have a good idea. You, I've the, been thinking about this from afar, and I wanted to let you know that I think we should fuck. Hey girl. I think I want to eat soup out of your background. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, please. Really? Does that work? That, hey, let's fuck? No, I don't think that's ever worked. I've Have feel, you tried it? No, I'd probably feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lot nicer than that in person. I've actually had girls tell me to do that. I'm like, I can't. You want to know my best pickup thing? What I, you can learn? I can teach you this. I learned magic tricks, like, with cards. Mm-hmm. And, like, at most parties, they play, like, the King's Cup. And you swoop those cards up. You make her think that you can make a couple cards disappear. You are in the bag. It is that easy. Out of all the talents I have, magic is the one I've never pursued. So maybe I should try this. Do you like magic? I do like magic. Magic's the best. I call it sex magic because I'm like, hey. We went and saw incredible Burt Wonderstone together. Yeah. I th- and like, did I talk I about also- sex magic then? I don't think you did. Tell oh. us about sex magic. Oh, man. Yeah, but, but it's uh, you're like, is, if I make your card come to the top, you got to give me a kiss. And then they're like, oh, oh I did it. Again. Okay, let's parlay that. Let's hold on to that. If I make it come to the top again, you give me a little loving. Boom, sex magic. You turn something into nothing. Question, how do you make that card come to the top? Uh, you double lift them. You like make them think that you're holding one card, but really I'm holding two cards. And then So the deck has two of the same cards? No, like I have a, a card deck. Oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get kicked out of the guild for this, the magician's guild. Are you in the magician's guild? No. no. Oh damn it. This is when the- I was in LA there's the magic castle. But you have to know magicians to go inside, so I thought you were in the guild, and I was like, oh. oh. shit. Do you think they, they would hear this ever and get mad? I'll, I'll give out one card trick, but it's the easiest one. Okay. You have, like, a deck of cards, and then I, I flip them up, and I, I show you a card from the top, but really I'm holding two cards, okay. and the, you're seeing the second card. And I put it down, and I take the top card, the first card, and put that in, and I lift it up, like, and I show you the top card, which has been the second card, which is when I showed you originally but I put another card in the deck. Does that make sense? It does, but it just seems so easy. Yeah, it really, magic's super easy. And it just it looks so difficult. I know, it's sleight of hand. The trick is like me talking to you a bunch, and you're like, I'm like doing things with my hands up here as I'm like fucking yeah. around down below. Yeah, I, I feel like when I watch it on TV, like I'm always like focused on the hands. Like I know this is where it's happening, so pay attention. And it's still like... Those are just skilled performers that made yeah. it onto television. And that whole, like, coin around the fingers and, like, hiding the, like, ball behind the fingers. I'm like, I can oh, barely yeah, hold a so pencil. Tough. Yeah? I can't do that. I think I got, I popped my knuckles too much and I got, like, fat knuckles. So you really just have to have the dexterity to hold something behind your finger. That's pretty much it. You got to do, like, those little finger grip massage exercises. Hmm. Get a couple of those off Amazon. We'll meet up. Your magic training starts today. <laughs> Five You're o'clock. S- get your hand stretchers. And, uh, Start shuffling decks right when you wake up. Yeah. Sex magic training starts today. Right on. And then in two months, picking up chicks. We're going to go out, yeah, take yeah. you downtown late at night. But where the <laughs> ladies love magic. 
All right, if I can make your card come to the top, I can eat soup out of your back row. <laughs> You've got it. You are good. I think you just passed the master grasshopper. Excellent. High five. Thank you, Riley. So what else is going on today? Um, not much. My family's in town. Yeah? I was trying to get my sister down here, but it's Memorial Day, so they got to go, go put flowers at people's graves. Jeez. So I just came down by myself. I thought Memorial Day is about comics. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. Actually, um, obviously, for reals, like Memorial Day is really important because um, obviously we wouldn't be able to do any of this unless people fought for our freedoms. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like doing this is uh, honoring them because, you know... We're expressing our liberties. Yeah, like we're doing something that we uh, they fought for. Like we're enjoying it. So like Totally. I love the, the way troops. that's what they wanted. And all yeah. the fallen soldiers, God bless you. Absolutely. What uh, Do you have any military people in your family? Uh, my middle name, I'm actually... Uh, um, named after a relative who died in World War II. Wow. So, Excellent. Uh, my dad uh, did Vietnam. Um, my grandfather did World War II. Wow. Yeah, um, both my grandfathers were there, too. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Navy. One Navy, one Army. Oh, Navy. That's the grandfather one. Yeah. So, What would you pick? Would you be in the Navy? Which I get too sir? seasick. I get too seasick and flight sick. I got to be something like motorcycles or walking. I'd probably do army because, like, yeah, navy, like drowning is like freaks freaks me out. Is that your biggest fear? It's not my biggest fear. Accident a girl has my biggest fear. <laughs> but not anymore. <laughs> now if we get that sex magic going. No, nope, I'm gonna eradicate that fear. Um, no, just in general, like drowning just seems horrible, uh, and falling out of the sky seems horrible. Yeah, both of those uh, <laughs> seem like they suck. So, yeah. but army, you do that too. I have a friend who's army ranger. God bless you, Jordan Topai. Purple Heart Soldier, he uh, he would jump out of planes all the time. That was his thing, yeah. just parachuting into different places in Afghanistan. When I went to my friend's wedding in Portland, his bachelor party was jumping out of an airplane. Oh God! Which I did. Um, you did? So I got out of the way. But those people that you do tandem with for that, yeah, like you're like, so uh, is this your tenth one for you? It's like, no, this is like my thousandth. Time yeah, they jumping. do it all the time. Yeah, I'm like, God, I can't imagine like. Like, maybe I'd do it one more time, but, like, one was, like, huge for me. But they're like, yeah, it's just, you know. I'd be so scared. I've just, like, I've been so lucky. I feel like my that'd be the one moment that I have, like, a stroke of bad luck in my <laughs> yeah. life. Right? This is, like, it only needs to go bad once for it to be, like, the worst day. Yeah, I don't push that shit because yeah. I've, done, I've done pretty well. I don't want to jinx it. I'm just going to keep cruising. <laughs> I don't want to spit in Fate's eye. No, not at once, all. So. Is it fun, though? It's it's a rush. Like if you want to get some adrenaline, like how f- so you like fall really fast. I think it's twelve thousand feet, and like so. How long is that? Like a minute of free fall? How fall? Yeah, you roll out of the thing and then uh, the plane, and then for about a minute and a half, like uh, air is just like tunneling through your sinuses and like out oh, your ears. That's so cool. So it's like your face is emptying, and then um, yeah, at the one minute thirty, uh, either you or your tandem guy can pull the chute. It just jerks your shoulders back, and then basically from then on, you're just kind of floating. The floating part's probably the best part. Huh? Yeah, we were floating over like, these pools, and I was like, "Hey, can we land in the pool?" He's like, "No." We'll drown. This is a lot of material. Yeah, and then we like we got the land part, and uh, I guess uh, I, I probably screwed it up, but we hit hard. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, but that was fine. I didn't go to the hospital or anything, but it was just like jarring. Just like hit the ground hard. Yeah, you're just too heavy. Yeah, they didn't they didn't adjust <laughs> for that. Yeah, or I was too light, and he was just like, "Oh, we got it!" Boom. <laughs> yeah, totally fell on my ass, but. Yeah, um, it was a rush. I was like, maybe I can do this one more time, but at least I did it. Yeah, dude. So, I really want to try it. You I'll should rather, do I'll it. Just go do indoor skydiving. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yeah. 
You haven't done that? No. Um, that seems like a good preparation for it. Just practice my buoyancy. But it, the one thing it doesn't have is that fear, like that extra added element of danger. Yeah. Like, you know you'll be safe. You no, know it would be cool It's just take that grate out and make sure that big spinning fan is there, and then that's a good fear thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I could either fall down and get chopped up right make now. Make sure you stay upright. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what's even uh, more, like, um, psychologically damaging than falling from that? What? Is the ride up. Oh, I bet. Like, oh, I'm about to jump. Yeah, like, you're, especially if you've never done it before, you're just circling and circling and getting higher. And so your mind is just tricking you into thinking, like, everything could go wrong. Like, you, have, you have all this time to think about how oh, bad it could God. be. Oh, God. That's the worst buildup So that's ever. really the worst part is going up. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst thing in every kind of ride. Yeah. That <laughs> True, yeah. Like, you go to Eelches or something. Yeah. Dude, I'm going go, to go to Eelches this summer. Yeah? I love that mind eraser. I sit in the very front. I can't do too many, like, rides and stuff. Like, uh, some of them, my neck is kind of funky. Like, just wear a hard neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> just go, They'll look. probably look at me and be like, should you, you be riding on you this? Think you, yeah, you're just fresh out of surgery. <laughs> yeah. I want to live life today. <laughs> <laughs> they said I only had an hour to live. I just want to get everything in real quick. Dude, yeah. That's how you get to the front of the line, yeah. too. <laughs> we have a good grip going. Honey, let him by. He's, he's, he's obviously, hurt. yeah. He's about ready to die. I want to die on a ride. <laughs> I had one goal, and that's to die on, die on an Elitch's ride. Am I the only person that's not talked about comic stuff on these things? Um, I, well, I don't know. Like, you're the only one I've listened to so far, like us talking. Like, I haven't had a chance to listen to all the interviews. Is it just them two interviewing and you're running the, you're just the face of the network? I am the behind the scenes of the network. I run all the technical stuff, but um, I guess... Um, Ryan's more of the face, isn't he? Ryan's definitely the face. He's in the, the middle of everything. Ryan and James, like, they're the personable people. They can talk to, they can make small talk and not feel awkward. You got that? You got that awkward bug? Oh yeah. Well, I don't. You haven't noticed at EFP when I'm just like always <laughs> by the wall. No, I just I just feel like you're just a chill dude. Oh I'm no, like, I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Not chill, terrified. Just to, like the process of coming up with a topic to talk with someone about. Yeah, like no one ever really wants to talk about the specifics of what filmmaking is. They always talk in generalizations, and that's what I can't do. Is just like broadly, you, know, you want to talk about the mise en scene, like this scene. I, I wanted to get this in there. Yeah, like, I had to put this layer on this layer and, like, cut here. It's just to give this effect. Like, no one ever talks about that. It's, like, it's usually just like, hey, I liked your movie. or Thanks. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it was in, like, college. You know, we do formal critiques, and they come around to my movie and be like, it was good. Like, any specifics you got for me so I can learn to do better? Or, and they'd be like, no, it was, it was good. It's a good movie. Are you sure? There's nothing, nothing at all that could have been improved upon. You don't have any notes? No notes. Like, change of color on the fonts, anything. Nope, it was good. All right, well, I guess I'm already ready to go. I should just graduate right now. Give me the diploma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always frustrating. Where'd you go to school? Art Institute of Colorado. Oh. Man. So I learned TV more than film, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have another project in the works right now? Besides, why are we interviewing me? Like you were supposed to be interviewing you. I've talked for two days already. <laughs> you didn't find anything else about Con except for the oil and gas. I'm just to be honest. This place is boring. I just came here because it's free to do. What I'm trying to do as a filmmaker is figure out niche markets, and I'm just trying to break down what's happening here. Like, why do certain people like certain things so much? I'm just trying. Like, this is more of like. A, a sociology experiment for you myself. Get a psychology of your yeah, psychology. Audience. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what makes people tick. What what makes people want to buy stuff? Why exactly? Why? And then I'm thinking about Stan Lee. Like that guy has been working and making things forever. He's an old man, and his stuff's popular. It probably wasn't at first, but as he kept doing his craft, it kept growing. Like look what it's growing. And like 
it just goes to show you if you keep working on your stuff and you see like the small comics over there and the people I just like I hope they keep making their stuff because if you keep working on it after a long period of time you could be that yeah and it's kind of like just don't only, if you look at these things like oh yeah it's a bunch of nerds going around but like no these people have been working hard to bring these people this kind of entertainment yeah and all just, these artists here like in Artist Alley like I go around and I see like there's some tables that just have a ton of people in front of them and then there's I feel bad like there's a table like right next to them they're just completely empty and just quiet um, yeah and they, they do obviously have good work too but there's just something about it like they have the other one has that piece that connected with an audience and what is that is and what, what is I'm trying piece? to figure yeah. out what that is and I I don't have it I think there's a lot of people who reproduce like existing things like the My Little Ponies and the mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle stuff like that's an easy grab, but, but there's how people my doing little, original work. How my little ponies catch on? Like that, that shit get, drives me <laughs> weird, crazy. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Well, obviously there's the new show, so that helps. But um, but like the brony culture, like it's it's cool. I think it's hilarious. But like, how does that evolve? And that's yeah. what I'm trying to what trying about, to dissect. What about cute little ponies connected to those men? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just the cuteness, probably. I guess there's a certain level of like the hu- the spastic humor. I guess uh, is interesting but see uh, i'm a pokemon fan i think the only thing i really dig here is pokemon <laughs> i love pokemon i want to make the first live action pokemon movie someday yeah i've been playing red version and writing it and like getting like you know how you would read a book and write the screenplay fan and, fiction and playing the game <laughs> and writing the, the yeah the whole thing poke fiction i'm making poke fiction but oh, i want to sell it i want to make it a real thing right on yeah I, I in high school like pikachu is my my jam dude pikachu oh man muck is cool i always oh. thought he was funny looking I should I should send you my uh, Slave Pikachu commercial. Oh yes, please. I, I want to make like the Pokemon movie like very human like animal rights like the Pokey rights <laughs> activist and like is it cool to fight and the guys kind of going through the problems of that. Sounds a little bit like the Ted Two plot, like Ted uh, the teddy bear. He's fighting for like his civil rights. Really? To be a recognized like human being. That's awesome. So do the Pokemon version of that, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I think the ones that like really connect people are like they're funny too. Like these comics, like some have like funny stuff. I also think it's funny that like some booths are just like hot girls taking pictures of themselves in different costumes and selling those. Yeah, that's a thing. And that's something I'll never be able to do. <laughs> no, we could. I'll never have that body, dude. What if I had a sex magic booth here? Oh my! Oh, I have a lot of sweet booths ideas that I'll bring. But how much does it cost a lot, or do you like get a vendor's license? Uh, well, do we have to do the schematics. Can we tell us, or does it give away the secrets, kind of like magic tricks? No, I mean they, they openly publish the rates on the site. So like merchants, I think like depending on the size of your booth, it's like upwards of a thousand dollars. Good Google Um And it goes up every year because it's so popular. And the artist, I think, artist table is like three hundred bucks at the bare minimum. Hmm. Um, but as media, like they just give us this whole section podcast peak for free. Really? Yeah. Dude, I need to get on, I need to get my own podcast. I've always wanted one, but I just don't have the time. I know. You sent me uh I sent you, you cover art, sent you stuff and everything. And then you did one episode, and that was it. Yeah, the <laughs> Lost Lonely One episode. I had a couple ex- episodes with my friend, Jim, and he was, a, uh, he was in the Navy. He was a Navy officer, and he told me a bunch of secrets about 9-11. And I was like, I can't put this shit up there. He was like... I saw the transcripts and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was like, I can't have this to be my first episode. I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get that secret service it's, on me. CIA is going to come after you. So I, I, I deleted that sucker. But uh, in general, can you say, like, inside job? Inside job. No, uh, um, not inside <laughs> job, but... Uh, the, okay, well, I'll say, but he, allegedly, he told me, allegedly, that the... 
he saw the thing that said, you know, the the flight ninety three that went down in the Pennsylvania. The, yeah, the, it was going towards the White House. Oh, yeah. And fighter jet shot it down. Oh wow. That's what he told me. Like shots fired, a target acquired, target down. You heard it here, folks. Dude, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, dude, I'm so scared now. Do you think this is anything will happen to me? Uh, if it it's, happens to you, it's gonna happen to me. It's too. not even true that I know of. This is an allegedly dude telling I'll just, me. I'll just bleep this part out. This isn't live, so oh, I, you I should bleep out. out. You should bleep out. <laughs> I said his name again. You should bleep out <laughs> the name. Okay, yeah, just bleep yeah. out the name. Yeah. That would be funny. And the information, just to be safe. No, tell the keep the information. Okay. But bleep the name out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I don't know if it's true or not. I didn't see the papers. This is allegedly, this is me, you know, steel doesn't burn black helicopters. I'm not that, I don't, I don't think about that stuff. But this is allegedly a story he told me, and I was like, I don't want to have my name tied to this gotcha. for my first episode of Maddie Cast. But I want to do one with Zeist called Beauty and the Zeist. Oh, yeah, with, you're telling me about this. me and Zeist. Hell, yeah. And it's like some sort of love story. I help him find love. I'm going to help Zeist. Just what we did right now, I'm going to like vigorously <laughs> do that to, to, to Zeistman. You're going to teach Zeist magic. We just shout out to my boy Zeistman right now. Hey, Zach. How you doing? Hi, Zach. Thanks for posting more articles for us. Zach's writing's really good. Yeah. I love reading this stuff. I haven't been able to read too in-depth, but like um, I've, I've read a little bit of it. His new, yeah. his new Clint Eastwood series is pretty funny. Yeah. I, I admire him as a film watcher but to be able to like watch the movie and then actually like watch it and then write about it like he writes about things like he's always learning and expanding his film knowledge and i admire that he like inspires me to like research a director watch all his films and then write about it and retain see what information i retained mm-hmm. well, i'm not gonna write an article but i'll write like a diary entry about every movie i watch really my pretty diary entry yeah i mean it's good to do it like helps you like what you liked about it just like this like i'm gonna write about what i thought about these people the not in a negative way but like what i thought about like that kind of psychology of why these things work. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm always going to see movies and then forgetting them like a week later. But um, like that's what the whole photo project was about. was like, yeah, it's, it was my version oh, of a yeah. diary. is like trying to remember, like, if I go back and look at the picture or the video, will I remember did what happened? Did you do a photo a day? I did a photo a day and two seconds of video a day. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. For 365 days. Wow. But, did yeah. you just start on New Year's or you just... I started on New Year's. Cool. The, the, two years ago, I did it, um, but I started on, like in April, so it went around back to April. But this last time around, I started on New Year's, so it started and then ended on the on 2015 New Year's. That's awesome. And so yeah, um, now I got to like not look at it and then come back like next year and see if I can remember what happened that day. Based on just by looking at the visuals, see if I can remember the memories and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. So we'll see. It's oh, like my man. version of a yearbook, I guess. Nice. Yeah. I like it. It is a yearbook. Like, literally a year. Yearbook. <laughs> nice, man. Right on. Alrighty. Let's wrap this sucker up. Right on. Thanks, Maddie, for reporting pee. three days. Dude. Denver Comic Con greatness. and Just poor, poor reporting. <laughs> I'm never going to, I would never be good in the media. It's, no, we, we learned some good stuff. We learned some secrets about the government. We learned about magic. Um, we learned about uh, steampunk oil and gas. Like, that, this is they're not, stuff. They're not, steam is not <laughs> associated with oil and gas, apparently. <laughs> I think they're in cahoots somehow. I think the the processing of oil and gas does create steam. There we go. Yeah, in some kind of ancillary function. They're all they're always dirty. Like there is oil and gas everywhere, though. The steampunk people in airships. Oh God. That's true. Maybe I'm, I'm having, just talking my ass. I'm having an identity crisis here. <laughs> <laughs> at we should this place. do some research. Oh God. And those steam, steampunk people have walked by the booth, so we just grab them and ask them, like, "Hey, is there oil and gas in what you do?" Oh yeah, we got a uh, no one. Nobody. 
I what? see Spider-Man, Magneto. Uh, Is that guy steampunky? No, nah, he's from Guardians of the Galaxy. Star-Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had... Um, he's all science and magic. We had R2-D2 come by for an interview in this, in this segment, too. Is R2-D2 steampunk? I don't think so. He no. looked. Like he ran on wires. He needs like a. I think just for Steambuck, he has to be like have like an air diaphragm and like uh, a furnace. I do admire the head crabs. I think that's a funny, a funny <laughs> costume from uh, Half Life. You ever played that game? Uh, no, I haven't. But you should run up to that kid and tell me his crabs. You got crabs, kid. You got <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a hat. God, I gotta get me one of Dims. All right, I'm gonna let you go. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brad. I don't think any steampunk people are walking by anytime soon. So. No, but anyway. I love you, real nerds. Yep, love you too, Maddie. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Real Nerds interview at Denver Comic Con 2015, and we'll see you next year. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.